Hello, and welcome back to the EM Clerkship series on applying and interviewing for emergency medicine residency. My name is Maddie Watts, and I'm going to be your guide through the entire process, because, spoiler alert, I just did it. So far, we've covered the personal statement and the ERAS application. No matter whether you've completed those already or are just thinking ahead, I know there's one question that's been in the back of all of your minds. How do I know if I'm competitive? Whether you're worried about matching in general or worried about whether or not you have what it takes to get into your dream program, just know that you are not alone. Every one of us has had these thoughts throughout the process, and sometimes the anxiety that comes with them can be quite crippling. While there's no magic formula to the match, I do want to give you three steps to help you assess your competitiveness. Hopefully, giving you these three steps today will not only help to ease your anxiety, but also help you to apply smarter. What do I mean by apply smarter? Applying smarter means applying to an appropriate number of programs in order to maximize your chances of matching without maxing out your budget or taking a bunch of interviews that you don't need from other applicants. It also means applying to an appropriate variety of programs to help you make sure you find the right fit for you. Before we get to the three steps, I want to discuss some general numbers and data that you might see online or hear advisors throw around. NRMP, or the people that run the match, keep very detailed data every year, and every other application cycle, they crunch the numbers into this big report called Charting Outcomes in the Match. Among other things, this report tells you just how many interviews it takes to match into a given specialty. For the last decade or so in emergency medicine, 10 to 12 interviews has yielded an upwards of 95% chance of matching. So 10 to 12 has become this magic number in the advising world for emergency medicine. So if your goal is to get 10 to 12 interviews, how many programs do you need to apply to? When it comes to this Goldilocks number of programs, many program directors interviewed on the Academic Life and Emergency Medicine Match Advice series suggested starting with a ballpark of 30. 30 applications with the goal of getting those 10 to 12 interviews needed to match. Extremely competitive students can decrease that number down to 20 to 25. Now you might ask, what makes an extremely competitive student? The Emron Court Advising Guide states that these students often have two slows at the time of submission, high pass or honors grades in their EM rotations, good board scores, and activities that demonstrate a commitment to emergency medicine. Coming from a top medical school, having a special designation such as AOA or Gold Humanism, or carrying a national leadership position also helps. On the flip side, less competitive students will need to increase up to 35 or 40 applications. Less competitive students may be those with lower board scores, worse grades, only one slow at the time of applying, or less demonstrated involvement in emergency medicine on their CV. Those who are couples matching may need to increase their number even further if you want more detail, the EMRA and CORD Advising Guide has a helpful table where students can judge their competitiveness based on test scores, anticipated slows, grades, and activities. With step one moving to pass-fail, there may end up being changes to the paradigm of what makes a competitive versus less competitive student. But unfortunately, it's too early to be able to comment on that. Thankfully, EMRA and CORD update their advising guide frequently, so it still remains a reliable resource for students to gauge where they fall on the spectrum. I'll link this in the show notes. 
Now, despite the often repeated range of 20 to 40 applications, program directors acknowledge that they frequently talk to students who are very competitive and yet applying to 50 plus schools. Virtual interviews, which have been conducted in 2020 and 2021 due to the COVID pandemic, have further worsened this trend. And I myself felt torn about what to do. I didn't want to overapply, but I also wanted to be absolutely sure that I had the best chances of matching. So how do you reconcile this? That brings me to our three steps for assessing your competitiveness. I'll state them first, and then we'll talk through each one. Number one, get a good advisor. Number two, look at the data. Number three, maximize your potential. Number one is number one for a reason. Getting a good advisor is absolutely crucial to the match process. So who makes a good advisor? You want someone who is both in emergency medicine and in academics or an advising role. General advisors from your dean's office can be helpful, but they don't know the ins and outs of emergency medicine, which can be different from other specialties due to special components like the slow. On the flip side, Someone in emergency medicine who works in a community setting or is more of an adjunct faculty may know the specialty well, but if they don't advise students frequently, might be out of touch with the latest data on the match. Your best bet is to find an advisor who is involved in emergency medicine leadership, such as a program director, assistant program director, or clerkship director. What happens if you don't have access to someone like that at your institution? In this case, networking is key. Attending an EM conference is a great option, but sometimes it can be costly. As an alternative, EMRA has regular webinars for students and program leadership to discuss advising topics, and they also have an option for medical students to apply for a resident mentor. I will link both of these opportunities in the show notes. A few more things about advising. Meet as early and as frequently as possible with your advisor. Also, be honest. The better your mentors know you, the more accurate and personalized advice they can give you. Some students may be nervous to tell program leadership at their school that they're hoping to go elsewhere for residency. But program directors and advisors want students to be honest with their preferences. A good advisor's primary goal should be to help the student go to their dream program, not necessarily convince them to stay at the home institution. Okay, so you've gotten a good advisor and you're meeting with them regularly. What's the next step? Look at the data. What data am I referring to? First and foremost, you should take a look at the most recent NRMP charting outcomes in the match report. I referenced this earlier in the episode, and it's produced every other cycle by the organization that runs the match. This will give the data as to how many interviews you need to have an upwards of 95% chance of matching. It also provides match statistics for students based on their training, allopathic, osteopathic, or international medical grad, and qualifications like test scores or number of volunteer experiences. This data is free and accessible for all students, so I suggest you check it out. NRMP also does a report every application cycle with the general match data, like how many positions were available in the SOAP and the percent match rate by training. And finally, if you do look at this data yourself and have no clue how to interpret it, never fear. Academic Life and Emergency Medicine does a podcast every year where program directors reflect on the previous cycle's data and interpret what it will mean for students in the upcoming cycle. 
Another important resource that unfortunately is not free is Texas Star. Many medical schools across the country will pay for students to have access, but there are also options to pay for access yourself if you so choose. Texas Star is a program that surveys students across the country on their statistics, how many programs they applied to, how many programs they interviewed at, and where they matched. It allows you to filter by geographic region of medical school, board scores, AOA or gold humanism status, and many other factors to find data from other students whose stats are exactly like yours. You can then see how many programs they applied to and how many interviews that yielded. Finally, the least formal and least verified option for match data is the infamous spreadsheet that gets sent around every year by some anonymous student moderators. It is often something that appears on Reddit or elsewhere on the internet. Unfortunately, this data is not as comprehensive nor as reliable as the official data, but it is free and accessible to everyone, so you may end up seeing it and using it. I will urge you to recognize that like everything on the internet, the things written there are often just one person's opinion, so make sure to take them with a grain of salt. In summary, I'm a big believer that more information is always better, so do your research and analyze the data with your statistics in mind. The last but not least step, maximize your potential. No matter when you listen to this podcast or begin thinking about the application season, there's always more that you can do. Perhaps in doing your research or filling out your ERAS application, you realize that you're not exactly where you would hope to be. Here's some things that you can do. First of all, use your personal statement or interview time to explain any red flags or obvious gaps on your application. Own up to your mistakes, don't excuse them, but explain any extenuating circumstances that may have influenced them. And most importantly, talk about how you learned from the experience and have improved since then. In addition to explaining lack of certain experiences or test scores, see what other experiences you can still gain. If you're not thrilled with your grades or your letter of rec, see if you can add another rotation. Letters and slows can still be sent in late to programs, though they do have diminishing returns the further you get from the initial September due date. See if you can network with various programs by attending any program fairs, politely reaching out to alumni from your school, or participating in virtual electives or conferences. Don't underestimate how much genuine interest and continued efforts to improve your scope of experiences can help within the application process. All right, time for the mega summary. In general, the goal of applying is to get 10 to 12 interviews in order to give yourself a near certain chance of matching. Broadly speaking, many experts suggest starting at around 30 applications to achieve that number and adding or subtracting five to 10 applications based on your perceived competitiveness. The best way to assess your competitiveness is to get an advisor who is heavily involved in the academic emergency medicine community and who knows you well through numerous meetings. In addition, take a look at any and all available data on recent matches and compare your statistics to those who matched at programs similar to the ones you're interested in. Finally, never stop working to improve your application by explaining any red flags honestly and thoughtfully, networking with programs and alumni from your medical school, and seeking out opportunities to continue building experiences. Once you've got a handle on your competitiveness and how many programs you want to apply to, you have to start considering which programs you're most interested in. As I mentioned before, it's important to have a broad range of programs. Not only do you want a range 
based on your competitiveness, but you also want enough variety in program type so that you can be sure to find the best fit for you. Next episode, we'll talk about five things to consider when selecting programs. Quite frankly, I had no clue what I was doing when I first started building my list of programs. It was mostly based on geography and what my advisors told me were good programs. So we'll go over what to look for as well as where to look and who to talk to when researching programs so that you can find the right variety and the right match for you. As always, feel free to email me, maddie at emclerkship.com, with anything you'd like to hear more about on this series. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.